Okay, Rabbi Sai. <clears throat> so I was very excited to find that there is a uh, Zera Shimshon, not only on Parshas HaShavua, but on Miguel Sasser. It's a great find this morning. Baruch Hashem. And he's focused, we're learning Isal, if he has many, again, many Simonim Kedarko, but we're going to learn his first piece here on Purim. And what he is going on is a Gemara in Megillah. And the Gemara Megillah Dafid Aleph, just to paint a little bit of the context here, the Gemara introduces how each of the Amorim, when they would start teaching the Megillah to their students, they would preface with certain psukim. So meaning they would look at a pasuk from somewhere else in Tanakh and somewhere super random, seeming to have nothing to do with Purim. They would expound upon the pasuk and relate it somehow to the Purim story. And the language that the Gemara uses is pasach lahi parsha samehacha, that they opened up the parsha, meaning that they developed the Purim story through looking at another pasuk and then going back to the Purim, the, uh, the Purim story and figuring out what it had to do with the other. So this is a pasuk and he starts with it. You could already start seeing it's a pasuk in Tehillim Kuchav Dalid. Lule Hashem Adam. You know how much we're fortunate, if not for the fact that God had been for us, that He protected us. Adam. When a person stood up to us, and the idea that the pasuk is saying is that we have to thank Hashem for so much. Obviously, a lot to be thankful for. But specifically, there was a time when a person stood up against us and Hashem was there for us, protecting us. And that's why we have such gratitude. But the Pasuk doesn't say, who is this person? Who is this person that stood up to us? And in what way were we saved? The details aren't there. In other words, we just see the basic outline in the Pasuk and Tehillim. It doesn't tell us who the Adam is, who is the person. So let's read it inside. Here we go. Here's the text. Megillah, Parakama. It is a Gemara in Megillah in the first paragraph. Rav Nachmar Yitzchak opened up when he wanted to darshan to expound upon Purim. He started the drasha from this Pasuk. The Pasuk says, If not for the fact that Hashem had been there for us when a person stood up to us. So there's a very strong inference here in the Pasuk. Yeah, and you can see it in, throughout Jewish history that virtually all the people who have started up with us, most of the enemies, the famous enemies that we have are kings. And just go through, you know, starting already from Paro and Sisra and all of the 31 kings, so on and so forth. It's usually a king who's up against us. But here the Pasuk is saying that it was a person. So it says, Adam velo melech. And the idea is that it was a person, but not a king. So therefore we expound, the Gemara says that it's a reference to the Purim story. But Kamalinu Adam, when it was a person who stood up against us, it means when it was Haman who stood against us, as opposed to being a king. That's certainly the Pasuk of the Gemara. But I want to just stop there and to realize the Gemara doesn't say Haman. It's not the words of the Gemara. The Gemara just says, Adam velo melech. Those are the words of the Gemara. Rashi, on the side of the Gemara, Rashi is the one who fills in. Who's the Adam Velo Melech? Oh, oh, it means it's a reference to Haman. And what's going to happen tonight is that the Zerah Shimshon is going, to, uh, is going to illustrate a different idea for us. Who the Adam can possibly be. And in a way, it's not necessarily in conflict with the Gemara. Uh, or Rashi's proud in the Gemara that it means Haman. But it will give us a completely different understanding of who this enemy is, who is a person. Atkan, this is the quote of the Gemara. So he starts off with a very compelling question. Kasha, it is difficult. What is the novelty of the Pasuk? In other words, the Pasuk, if it's really referencing the Purim story, it's saying, if not for Hashem was with us in the time that there was a person who stood up against us. It sounds like the fact that it was a person who stood up against us made it more difficult. The fact that it was a person means it was a greater salvation, as if like we owe more to God because there was a person who stood up to us. But if anything, it's just the opposite. We could wonder, if the truth is here that the enemy was only a person and not a king, so then the miracle of salvation, so the opposite, that diminishes, that minimizes how much we have to be thankful for. You know, it's like the person, you have the, the class bully starts up with you, it's very different than when the class 
class bully from eighth grade starts off with you. It's a whole different thing. So you say, Adam, who is a person who stood up, we have to be thankful to Hashem. If anything, it's minimizing how much we owe Hashem. So what is the novelty? Lulei Hashem Shahayilanu means, like, if not for Hashem standing up, we'd be nothing. Like, we owe it all to Hashem. Lulei, Lulei means, what it represents is, there cannot be anything except. That's what the word Lulei means. Lulei means, this is the only possible way that we can be here. Lulei Hashem Shahayilanu. So if it was a king, that would make sense. A king, he makes a decree, there's no one stopping him, he has all the power. If not for the Melech Machem Lachem, who's above the king, we wouldn't be here. But if it's a person, I mean, it's a person. All right, people fight. That's what happens. Who says we need God? So if anything, it diminishes from the greatness of the holiday. That's his piercing question here. So he's going to give us a theory. In order, by the way, I did notice if this matters for anything, that the Zerah Shimshan on, on uh, Megillah's Esther is significantly easier to read, if it helps. <laughs> significantly easier. In order to answer this question, this is actually specifically the reason why he is using the Pasuk. What does it mean? Specifically, this is the reason why he's using the Pasuk. Fine. Throughout the Nase of Purim, one dominant theme is, and clearly the dominant theme, There was a very pronounced idea in the Gemara and Megillah that when Hashem saved us, it's not that He saved us after the danger was there. But rather, the salvation came, it preempted when the danger. Refuah means the antidote, the curing. The makah means the danger, right? The disease. Here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was maktum the refuah to the makah. What the Gemara actually says is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the way he operates. HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates a refuah before the makah. And the Gemara relates this to the story in the Megillah. Where do we see in the Megillah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's refuah was before the makah? Meaning, maybe it's not that way. Maybe the makah came first. Hashem put, there was a danger. And then Hashem <coughs> responded to the danger and saved us. How do I know from where do I see that the refuah was actually in place before the makah? So the Gemara explains as follows. You see in the story... And there's a very, you know, it's amazing to go through the Megillah parak by parak and try to figure out why does each detail matter, right? Because every detail has to have a reason why it matters to the story. So the detail that matters in the story is what happened to Vashti? Why does that matter, really, what happened to Vashti? So with the Gemara portrays that what matters so much is that the, the advice that was given to him by, ironically, Haman was to send out letters to everyone in the world that said a man is in charge of his house. And, 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 and everyone received a letter that said, you know, we're going to kill Vashti because she was disobedient. She wasn't subordinate enough to her husband. She stood up. She was strong, refusing the Melech. And therefore, everyone should know that it's the law, the land, the legislation is that a man is in control of his home. And everybody received such a letter. Later on in the Purim story, everybody received a letter that says, go fight the Jews. So the Gemara says, O Mali Igros if not for the first letters, there would be no remnant of any Jew. Literally, no remnant from any of the enemies of the Jew. But it's Lashon as a euphemism, backwards. It means there wouldn't be any Jews. And the Pshad in the Gemara is, the Mepharshim explained, Rashi there in the Gemara, that when everybody, what was the reaction of the people anywhere in the Arab Confucius when they received the letters? They say, this king is crazy. And what's the reason that he's a crazy person? So there's different ideas about that. But the Gemara says it, the way the Gemara says it is that saying that a man is in charge of his home is obvious. It's like everybody knows that no matter what occupation you have, you could be the garbage collector, but in your home, you're the king. And therefore, the, 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 if anything, all that it portrays is that Achashverosh is not a strong person. That's all it shows. Because in his mind, that has to become law 
that shows that he's not a strong person. And that creates that he's, there's no strength in the government. And if there's no strength in the government, so when the second letters come out and they say, oh, we have to do this, we have to do that, okay, this king is not had a strong, so strong, and what he says doesn't matter so much. That's why it ended up so important, just to clarify that point, because one of the most underrated themes in the Megillah is that even after we were saved, what Haman was hanged, one thing that we couldn't do is revoke the letters. That was like evidently Persian law. It says in the Megillah, the Persian law is once it was sent out, you can't revoke the letter. So the danger, this is a very important theme. You know, when you're a kid, you think the Megillah story is over when Haman got hanged, right? Hey, story over. But it's not, right? There's three more prokim in the Megillah. And the reason there's three prokim is because the, the danger was still there. The danger, the declaration, the wars, everything is still there. So maybe there's a moral victory and the people were able to see the Hashkacha Pratis and they had a Kayach to fight. And that's really the turning point in this story. We understand that. But the danger was still there. So what the Gemara is saying is, Lamaisa, we have to realize that the Goyim of the world didn't take the, didn't take the letters, even to begin with, that seriously. Had they, had they really taken it to the nth degree that it was Xerus and Malthus from the strong king of Ahasuerus, and they, they would have fought, and we were, you know, definitely outnumbered, obviously. So that's an important theme of what the Gemara is relating to. So this is an example, the Gemara is saying that we're Maktim Rufua to the Maka. Why? Because the Maka only occurs later on in the story, when we introduce the Haman, when we learn that Mordechai doesn't bow, and then there's a threat, we're vulnerable, we're meant to be destroyed, annihilated, and then we're saved. But the truth is, the letters that went out before, when we're dealing with Ashti, that's the Rafua. There, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has already put in motion the salvation in the way that we're going to be saved before the danger even came to be. That's the Lashon HaGemar. So we see from the Gemara, so far what he's developed, we see from the Gemara that a theme, an important theme in the story of Purim is Hiktim Rafua the Maka. That the Rafua is there before the Maka. Okay. Continue, he continues. And again, you have to, you have to be, let him be patient. You got to be patient here and let the thought develop. When we compare this to relative to other Nisim, let's compare this to the greatest of Nisim, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The truth is, you don't see it so much in Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, that Hashem was kodim the refuah to the maka. How do you know that Hashem planted the salvation, how we got out of Egypt before we were in danger? How do you know that? Maybe you're going to say that what it comes from is the fact that... Um, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made that before, that, that, that first the brothers ruled over Yosef and then they sold him down and then he ruled over Mitzrayim and it's only through that that then when the Jews went down to Mitzrayim that they, you know, they had a way to get out. Maybe you'll say over there it's also a Hikdom Rafua Lamaka. The whole thing about sending Yosef down to Mitzrayim before the Jews got there and became enslaved. Maybe that's also Hikdom Rafua Lamaka. If not for that, maybe we never have gotten out of Mitzrayim. So Hashem first sent Yosef and then first, you know, he instills the Kedusha and then we sent Kla Yisrael and then we're able to get out of it. So maybe you'll say that. Vahainu, turn the page, take him a fool Lamaka. But he says that's not compelling. It's just the opposite. The Mechiras Yosef is the reason why we went to Mitzrayim. Mechiras Yosef was not Hashem sending the Rafua before the Makkah, just the opposite. It's the sin, it's the catalyst of why we went to Mitzrayim. So you can't look at the Mechira of Yosef as a Kaddish Baruch planting the salvation before he placed the danger. If anything, is mamish the opposite way. Mechira of Yosef was the sin. The sin is what causes the Gullahs. So over there by Mitzrayim, you don't really see 
the Indian, the concept of Hikdim Rafuolamaka. The Imi Mashiftiakal Baruch Avrams, maybe you'll say, okay, fine, maybe it's not Mechiras Yosef, but I know it from another place. In Parshas Lechacha, God promises Avramach and Yisur Baruch Gadol. So there's a promise, right? So before the whole story of Mitzrayim is already a promise to Avram. That's not Rafuol Kodem Lamaka, because what did Hashem promise Avram? He said, when they go out, they'll go out rich. That's not giving us the salvation ahead of the problem. What's the famous muscle? When the scorpion bites, the way you cure it is by putting honey, right? That's the way it works. You apply honey. But you say, I don't want the sting to need the honey. So yeah, you're right. If, I, if I'm going to be enslaved and when I go out, I'll go out for Rechush Galdo. But that's not Kodem Rafuol Lamaka because <laughs> I'd rather not be enslaved and then go out with the riches. That's not Kodem Rafuol Lamaka just because God promises that when I go out, I'll have riches. You'll say, maybe that's Rafuol Lamaka in order to get, really, we want the riches. And then oh, I'll put the vulnerability and then we'll go out with riches. No, I'd rather be a poor person without the riches and never have to go to Mitzrayim for hundreds of years. So ultimately, what he has just developed is that really we don't have another example in Jewish Nisim where we can prove throughout our history, that the refuah was before the Makkah. It always seems that other things is HaKadosh Baruch responding to a danger, not putting the danger in place. So this is what now is going to be developed, is that it's only through Purim where the very danger itself was put in place to save us. And we'll have to understand that concept as we go along. But so far what we've been doing is that just establishing that a dominant theme in Purim is Hikdim Rafuah Lamaka. We have to see how it really played out in a deeper level. But realizing that other Nisim, as great as they can be, call it Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, we don't see the dominance of the theme of Hikdim Rafuah Lamaka. It's very possible that the danger came first and then only that God is responding to it. Ella, next paragraph. It's really only through Purim. Everybody's able to see the greatness and the kindness of God. Where the real refuah is before the Makkah. And now he's going to introduce something from the Kliyakar. I'm telling you this Vart from Kliyakar. It's, it's a very psychological Vart. Very psychological Vart. It's, it's gold. It's the simplest thing you ever see. Puts me back. It's an unbelievable idea. It's a Pasuk. It says in the Pasuk. Hashem. Sally, God is my rock. Umetsudasi, my fortress. Umefalti, my protector. Li, to me. What word is extra in that pasuk? Li. Every single thing is to me. Sali, Mitsudasi, Mefalti. It's all to me. The word li is clearly extra. Hashem is the salvation from every tsara by making sure that the refuah is there before the Makkah happens. Now here's the key. What happens is, is that when a person sins, when a person falls, when a person goes down, they become their own enemy. Why do you become your own enemy? What's the concept of Avera Goreras Havera? Is that deep insecurities, deep wonders, deep questions come inside of us. And it all stems from maybe mistakes, something that we slipped up in. But we become our, that insidious enemy. And you can call it me, my Yitzhahara. We'll see exactly the depth of it. But you slip up, you do something bad, and that bad that you do is actually now the very catalyst for the greatest dangers that come out. So bundles of sin, bundles of falling, bundles of issues, bundles of problems in life can stem from oneself. Meaning one mistake, we don't even realize that that's the way it's playing out. But a mistake that we do can create a whole myriads of problems afterwards. So that's the Pasuk. That Hashem is my rock, my fortress, and my protector. Fine. Not from someone who opposes me. Not from something external that's trying to fight me from the outside. But rather, Lee, God is protecting me from myself. Right? 
God is saving me from myself. Because there's one thing that we can do to ourselves that no enemy can do. You know what we can do to ourselves that no one else can do? We can shape the way we feel about ourselves. No person, as great as they are, they can try, but ultimately it's up to us, can tell you how you feel about your relationship, how you with God, the way you feel about your strength, your identity, your confidence. That's only something you can bring to yourself. So what happens is, is that a person, a person slips up, moment of temptation, a mistake, a shoygik, whatever it is, something gets the better of them. That, that happens. The question is, what is the next step there? Now you, you become your worst enemy because little by little, what happens is you start, you're shaping a perception of yourself as, yeah, that's me. That's strong. That's my intent. That's my true self, so on and so forth. And what you're doing then is that the fight is internal, but the internal fight comes that a person then is defined that their mistakes then trigger and turn into and spiral into something much greater than what the mistake ever was. And that's the greatest danger is what only the enemy cannot do from the outside, but what a person can do from themselves from the inside. So the Kliyakar, that's the meaning in the Pasuk. And if you just came tonight and you heard that Kliyakar, that's itself a value. Walk out with that Kliyakar, it's Mayrdik. Hashem saves me from myself. And I think, you know, you can understand it and relate to it on many different levels. He's relating to it on the level of one slip up. One slip up is livable, but the way you relate to yourself from the slip up and what you look at it and what you make into it, that then is the greatest danger. And that's an internal danger. It's the greatest enemy. And what the enemy from the outside is even unable to do. Okay, so far, so good. Now we're going to take this back to Perm, Fulamaka, Haman. It's going to get great. Similar to this, Pirish Mava. So this is, this is from the Akedas Yitzchak. It was a little bit earlier at the time than even the Kliyakar, one of the early Kabbalists, 1600s here. The goal, let's go back to this Pasuk. I know everyone says Bakum Aleinu Adam is a reference to Haman, but there's a different shot also, a much simpler shot in Bakum Aleinu Adam. Hashem saved us when a person stood up to us. Who is the person that the Pasuk is referring to? You ready what it is? Ourselves. Bakum Aleinu Adam. When someone, when a person stood up to us, who is the person? Our internal struggle. Read the words, become Aleinu. What does Aleinu mean? Aleinu, and us. It's on us, right? Aleinu l'shabach. It's on us to praise. Become Aleinu, it doesn't mean someone externally is trying to kill me. That maybe will play out. We'll talk about how Haman's role comes into this. But become Aleinu means it rose within us. Become Aleinu Adam. When the deep insecurity of who I am rose upon me. What is inside us. In the feeling of the humanity inside of me. In my weaker moment. What is He calls that, you know, the hidden, the hidden inclination. That evil Yetzirah, however you refer to it. In the sense that a person sees himself as just a lowly, a lowly human being. What happens is, and that's the lule. There's no one else who can save us from that but God. Hashem came to our rescue and saved us. Now, the Sibas Hatzalenu Haisa, the very cause, the way that he saved us, and what happened was that no one, all these possible things, what it could have, again, spiraled into, did not occur. So basically, what we're going to portray is that the Purim story is, and this is not the way you would have thought of it, is that we slipped up. There's a story, forget about Haman, imagine that that's also all the way it plays out. We're not going to get to the way it plays out quite yet. Just go back to the core. The core of the perm story is, Claudius as a whole slips up. We slip up, 
and there's a tremendous threat and a danger as of, of that spiraling out of control, Adam, the insecurity inside of us is shaping us through our sin is now we're vulnerable to that. And in that moment, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent us the perm story to make sure that that didn't happen. That's going to be the understanding which he's going to develop. So how do we get this? So let's get, let's get into the details now. Behind you, the Pasach Belashon Yachid. First of all, he says, that's why it starts Belashon Yachid. Bekum Aleinu Adam. Adam is Belashon Yachid. Top of the third page. It's because the, the Adam is in the singular. It's that Yetzar. It's, it, it's that one inclination in you. Vesiyim Belashon Rabbim. But the end of the Pasach is in the plural. Azai Chayim Belaunu. Then we would have been swallowed alive by them. What's them in the plural? You wonder what the answer is? all of the myriad of things that it would have spiraled into. In other words, they're saying, we made a slip up. We had a problem. One thing, one person is trying to hurt us now. We're trying to hurt ourselves. Is that Hashem saved us from all that they would have threatened to, 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 to swallow us. They means all the other sins and all the other tsaras and all the other issues that could have come from Adam from that one slip up originally, that all was saved from HaKadosh Baruch. Now, what is this sin? What did we slip up? What's the whole perm story coming to protect us from our one slip up that it wouldn't spiral out of control? What is it? So we have to know the Gemara. The Gemara and Megillah asked this question. Frack the Gemara. Why did the perm story happen? And I asked her, go, why? What, you know, why is this happening? So again, what do you mean, why is it happening? Anti-Semitism, then Hashem saved us. But no, 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 no. You're looking at it why, the wrong way. It's fakirik. Hashem, it's hiktim refuel amaka. That means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending us the danger to save us. That's what it means. That's the real depth of it. So why? Why, 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 why is Hashem throwing us in danger? Why do we need that? Says the Gemara, there are many reasons. You usually hear most famous is that we went to the party. That is one of the answers in the Gemara. That is one of the answers. But the Gemara has another answer. A much more, um, an answer which goes back in history before the perm story. Vinoidad is known, and he doesn't quote the Gemara, but that's what the Gemara says. You show Bosu Adar, the Jews of that generation, is Chaibuklia. Why were they uh, vulnerable to the threat of annihilation? Because Nebuchadnezzar, who destroys the first base of Mekdash. This is still the Melech of Bava, before there is an Persian Empire. So he destroys us, beats us down, sends us into Gullus, and here's the question. What are we going to do spiritually without, without a base of Mikdash? So he's very into idolatry. Again, that's the main Yitzhahar of the time. And we bow. And in that moment, we fell. It's one thing to be punished. It's one thing to be sent out of Eretz Yisrael. But here we are. We bow to the Talmud of, of, of Nebuchadnezzar. Now, what does that represent? It's not just, you know, it's a very, very, it's a slip up. It's a sin. But what it, what it represents is that the Golos, when we're sent outside, if we're not connected, we're not in Eretz Yisrael right now, there's a threat that the sin will take us over. And this is exactly what happened. We bow to the idol of Avodah of The Gemara says like this, you know why we were saved? Because the truth is the sin wasn't so bad. It's not like, you know, we threw off the kippah completely and said, we're done. That's not what happened. We were intimidated. Nebuchadnezzar is a very scary person. He's destroyed us, exiled us. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of intimidation factor going on. And, 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 and it's not that it's the right thing to do, but it's justifiable. It's excusable. How it could be that a Yid would bow to the Talmud of Nebuchadnezzar after being destroyed from the base of Mekdash. So they only did it lifnim, meaning, So to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he ends up saving us, but he saves us, and this is what's interesting, in a way that's not exposed. So in other words, just as over there, it was hidden, you know, the Jews were hidden, they were bowing on the outside, but hidden to, that, to Hashem on the inside to a certain degree, so too Hashem saves us, but we can't see it. We can't see the salvation directly. That's what the Gemara says. Imagine that we had Taka, 
really decided not to not to be Jewish anymore, throw it all away, cast it away, bow down completely. Then we wouldn't have stood up. Meaning to say that the important struggle right here between the first base of Mitzvah's destruction and on his getting back up and returning to Israel and rebuilding a second base of Mitzvah is what is going to happen with this Salam Shemuchanetzer. We have to give it more respect this moment than we might realize. It's not just a Jew in a moment is he going to bow to Avodah It means collectively are the people going to see themselves as Ovdei Avodah and bow and want it and desire it and see it bizadon. This is my intent. Or is it going to be a slip up and they feel coerced, they feel compelled, they feel intimidated into doing things and acting out of character. That's the defining question. And the defining question will be then, are you going to go and fight for something different? If you see yourself as Ovedevodazar, you see that self as your desire and your intent, then you're not going to live to go ahead and fight for something more. But if you don't see yourself more than doing that, if you see that it was just a mistake and so on and so forth, then maybe you will get up. You get another better context, you get something else, you're going to get up ahead and fight. We also know from the Gemara, from the Mishnah Novos, Avera Goreras Avera. That's the danger of a sin. A sin, even if it starts as one, but it spirals. It causes more. You start with one thing. That's what, that's what happens. The Yitzhahara pulls you to something more. Again, when, in, when we become our worst enemy. That's the Pshat Avera Goreras Avera. That's what it means. It means that we are suddenly, our sins inside of us are dictating what we think we want to do in the, next, in the future. Is it dark That's the way that it happens all of the day of, of, of one's life. It says first, you know, it's like he's passing by the house of the Yitzhahara. Then you invite him in and he's a guest. And in the end, he's the Balabais. It's like imagine the guy passing by. You say hi. Hey, you want to come in for a drink? He comes in for a drink. Suddenly he's bossing you around. That's Mam Shavodazara. You start off, he's passing by. You acknowledge, hey, maybe I'd be interested in doing that. Then you do it. You try it out. You have a drink with, that, with the Yitzhahara. And the next thing you know, he's dictating you, meaning that that's inside of us. We think that's what I should be doing. We're controlled by the original sin. So now, the Jews had put into sin. This is all again, before the Purim story. The Jews had put into sin. They started sinning. They bowed to the Tzelem. Who nezgado, what happened was a tremendous nez happened. Because I'll be the teva, I'll be the what you would expect to happen in the story would be the Jews bow to the tzelem, and then one thing leads to the next. Then they start off doing it out of intimidation. The next day they're doing it out of desire. Then they start eating. Nakat. You could see this story spiraling out of control very easily. That's that's the danger. Comes along a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Shakosh Yishpat Meshim Adam Ayitzahara. Hashem has to fight against the Adam, the Yitzahara inside of us. Lo Am Shichon Neshtachos Apolev. The Yitzahara never got us to want to think that we wanted to do it. It's a Taka Apella. We collectively bowed as a nation to the Tzalem of Anuchanetzar, but it didn't go further. It didn't go further than that moment. That's the nature, the expectance, what you would think naturally would occur is that it would go further. Sin causes more sin. Why didn't it go further? How did the Yitzhahara not get us? The Vart is, it must be that there was a nace and Hashem saved us. And that's how we went to Gula. How did Hashem save us? What happened? Now let's take the step back. Now we have to see it playing out in the Purim story. We, we collectively are in danger. We bow to the Tzalem. Unclear what's going to happen. Is it going to go further? Are the Jews going to develop desire? Start thinking of themselves as real sinners? Stop believing that they can ever get back? Is that going to happen? Or is it going to stop here as an isolated incident, a mistake which is not shaping them? 
Rav Nachman Hiskel Farish Megillah Zuba Pasuk said. That's why Rav Nachman began his perm story. When he was opening the drasha, he began with this Pasuk. What happened is, is that Hashem sent us a Rafua to save us from the Yitzhahara. Again, the Yitzhahara is the Adam inside of us. Because he is a person. If anything, and now he's already answered his question, the king cannot hurt us as much as we can hurt ourselves. That's really the answer. Remember, he asked, it sounds like that's actually minimizing how great the nace is. But so far, when you can start feeling his train, his train of thought here, is that no. What Achashverosh could hurt us, what some Melech could hurt us, what Paro could do, that's never as much as what we can do to ourselves. What we can do to ourselves after we sin in the way that we shape and define ourselves, that threat is greater than what any king can coerce you to do. So what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do? Ulafi. Now here's the key. Hashem, Hashem is dealing with us post facto, so to speak. In other words, we've sinned. We've, we, we've bowed. It's the question of what's the response with that? How are we going to see ourselves? So Hashem has to send us the maka. But here's the key. The maka is the refua itself. Nasan lanu hamaka. What is he saying in this line? And I think this is the key to try to put it, to, to put it back. When Haman came and he said, I'm going to threaten you, I'm going to annihilate you, I'm going to do all these things, it seems like it was very bad. But the reality is, is that it became the, the very catalyst for us to repent. And that's the idea. The refua was the fact that someone wanted to threaten and annihilate us. Nothing to do with us. What am I going to do next? Am I going to do another sin? Just someone came to and threatened us and annihilate us and forced us to look at an inner side of ourselves that we wouldn't have, we would not have gone to. And we get this whole communal tshuva and everybody repenting together and having a desire for something more. What it did is that it stopped the sin from, from spreading. If you look at the footnote, he elaborates upon it because the Zerah Shimshon doesn't, he doesn't nail exactly what he means in this line, how the very maka is the refua. He elaborates, if you see on the bottom in footnote chaf, all of this, the whole story, the whole threat that Haman is chasing the Jews, it looks like God is punishing us. That's certainly the simple pshat. You bow to the idol, I'll send Haman after you to annihilate you. That's certainly the simple pshat. It's a punishment for bowing to the, for bowing to the idol. I think that's certainly the way it goes in. The word is, no, it's punkfakert. Just the opposite. Hashem is saving you by saving and sending you Haman. That's why they stopped. They stopped sinning because Haman stopped them. You know the way the Gemara puts it? The Gemara says that the great, Hashem sent us over 200 Nevi'im, the Gemara says. None of them had as great of an impact as Haman. When Haman got the king to give his ring and put it on his finger, it shook us up more than all the Nevi'im in Jewish history. So there it is. Haman is not a punishment for sinning. Haman is the response of, you can call it a punishment, but you can also view it as the refuah itself. Haman is the preservation of the Jewish people. Hashem sends us to Haman. Hashem plays out the story as a way of stopping us, a way of jolting us to make sure that we look inside and say, no, 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 I can be better. If you think about how rare this is, there's no other case where this is. 
Very, 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 very deep stuff. But what he's saying is that normally a person, you know, there's a, re- there's a response, there's a punishment, there's a threat, there's a reason why something happens. Here, the punishment be- is one with it being a salvation. It's, a, it's an absolute, it's a transformative idea in the story. But you can't ask, you know, like, I'd rather not suffer and then not get a reward. It's not like that because it's the sin. It's originally us. We do the wrong thing. And in that moment, our college prophet says, Ayveh. I know what's how this is going to play out. I see the story over here. Bakuma leno adam, you're going to ruin yourself. There was it. Well, it was it's another Right. So what's interesting over here is that does all the pshatim in the Gemara work with one another? In other words, a different pshat in the Gemara, you're right, is that the the this perm story was not from this Salem business. It was a different idea. It started from the party, and and that's I, I think we should not mix them because I really yeah. He's saying that by buying the Nebuchadnezzar. That was, yeah. It wasn't Garim and yeah. but obviously it was. It was Garim this, the party. I, I don't know that they sinned according to this interpretation. Meaning, the, the, we always highlight, the Gemara says what they do wrong. One says there's chocolate salad. The other shot is they went to the party. Now, it's very possible in this view, this, we don't make more out of the party. It's chocolate, you know, I, the, there's a whole thing, was the food kosher, not food kosher. That's all part of it. I think in this view, it's very possible to view that all the story is already the salvation. That's what's so cool about it. In other words, Change the way you think about Purim is that when you start Parak Aleph, I think this is where, I'll go back over the piece, summarize how he answered his questions in one second. But just, this is the transformation, like the Chiddush and what he's saying. When you start by Hibi Me'ach Hashverosh, you're already seeing salvation. Right there. You, the, 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 the salvation's then. Hashem just has to make it play out. He has to make it in a party, in a Vashti, in the letters, in a Haman. That's all, that's all saving us. It's saving us because he has to have the Jews step up into their own identity, step into themselves and say, no, 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 no. I'm not going to let that sin with Nebuchadnezzar define me. It very easily could have. Could have spotted our control. Because Brokul said this whole story here to stop us from our own selves. And he finishes, that's the Vart, Bekumalenu Adam. He doesn't have to argue with the way Rashi learned the Gemara. Who is the Adam? Who is the enemy? Okay, Rashi says it's Haman. Haman v'lo melech. He's saying Bekumalenu Adam means when we stood up to ourselves. Both are true. Bekumalenu Adam. One is the root of it. One is the true depth of it. And one is the way that it played out. It plays out Bekumalenu Adam. That's Haman Arasha. No one's going to deny that that's the story. The story is that Haman stood up. But if you understand the orchestration of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is protecting is not against Haman. Hashem is not protecting us against Haman. Hashem is protecting us from ourselves. And the takeaway of what he's saying, which is, which is incredible. You know, we suffer through so much through Jewish history, so much suffering, so much pain. It's beyond belief. It's beyond belief. But one idea, and again, it's hard to put into other scenarios 100%, but this is one where Chazal do it, is that, is that, it's, that it's all refuah. It's, it's protecting Bukumalinu Adam. It's protecting us from ourselves. And that's a wild, wild Transform, transformative thought which he gives. Um, and he finishes off, which is finished, that this was a refuah. There's a whole idea is that their sin, and this is how it just finishes off, that their sin was one way and HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to us in that way. Meaning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu can save us in many ways. But since it was all internal versus external when we bowed, HaKadosh Baruch Hu needed us to come to it from ourselves. That's kind of the idea. Everything we were doing was external. Inside, we were kind of Lashamayim the whole time. Hashem wants that now, again, go back to what's inside. Don't lose what's inside. So let's go over the summary of the idea and see if it can just a small takeaway on a practical level towards Purim. The main thing is that we're looking at a Pasuk, uh, the Gemara says that that Pasuk is the Purim story. The Pasuk of Shad is Adam, that it was Haman and not the Melech. 
problem with the whole Gemara is that it would seem to minimize the greatness of the nays. Oh, it was only a person who stood up to us, not a king. <laughs> what are you weakening the Purim story? It's not such a great miracle because it was only a person, not a king. What's the point of the story? So his development is that we know the story is Hikta Merfuel Amaka. The Yisoyed Purim is that it's not we were in danger and then Hashem saved us, but rather Hashem sent us the salvation preemptive to the strike. And that's how the Gemara plays it out with the first letters and the second letters. He has developed that that's unique to Purim. We don't see that by any other nascent Jewish history. So we have to figure out why is the Yisoyed of Purim Hikter Refuel Amaka. He explains based upon the Gemara that the real reason why the Purim story happened was because we bowed to the Tzalem. What does that have to do with anything? So he develops the thought from the from the li that when a person sins, the greatest danger is the way that you now react to your own sin, the way that it spirals out of control, the way you let one mistake think that that's really your truest desire. We didn't bow to the Telem out of desire; it was out of intimidation. If it would stop there, we'd move on, we'd go weiter, we'd we'd live to fight another day. It would have been okay. But the danger was that we can fight against ourselves more than any king can do to us. That was the danger which our Kaddish Baruch was trying to protect us with. Hashem was hikdim refuel amaka means that he placed the maka of Haman Arash in the entire threat as a way of making sure that we wouldn't spiral out of control. We wouldn't give up on it because there's no way to give up on it. The Judaism inside of us is there. You're going to practice not there. Haman's going to kill you. The only way that they came to it inside themselves was to live, to fight, to believe, to do teshuva, to repent, to come together as a uni- in unity as a nation. Those deeper kaychas that we were able to channel from Purim were all bekumalinu adam to stand up to ourselves, to stand up and fight against against everything inside of us. So I think, you know, the main main takeaway from this whole thing, besides just making sure you know the Kliyaka for life, that the main enemy is, is yourself, besides for putting that in your pocket, is that, and besides for the Chiddish, that Chiddim Raful Amaka and Purim, and that everything was part of salvation, is that when you go to Purim, to realize, and this is, I think, the main key, ask yourself that question. And that's, that's I guess, the question of Purim, which is, what in my life is spiraling out of control because of me? And that's, that's a great question. You know, I, I think the best one, I, I have it to them. You ever stop, you ever learn and like you give up on a Seder? Anything small thing you used to do? Stop on a Seder. It's crazy. Once you give up on one thing, how much else do you give up on? It's wild. Learning. It's wild. Wild. It's really nuts. And that's all us, right? No one did that. We do that. We do that to ourselves. So then it comes Purim and we're like, yeah, I'm not holding there anymore. I fell. It's not true. It's just, it's just there's nothing that's jolted you. There's nothing as jolts you. And Purim is that, that day of jolt to try to get back to what you really think. What was a mistake? What can you, and where, where can we, where are we really? Who are we really? And it's the toughest question because you're, who are you fighting against in this thing? You're fighting against yourself. And that's the main, the main point of this tire.